This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Many people have sensed that something bad is coming over the metaphoric horizon. There is a sort of existential dread. It has little to do with politics or candidates for public office, or even individual headlines in the news, though lately there have certainly been headlines worthy of inspiring existential dread. No, most of us sense that something is coming, even amidst the economic optimism many people in the Western world feel at the moment. In our hearts and in our gut, we know something is up. Some say the Antichrist approaches, others the second coming. In general, many of us sense that something is seriously wrong in the world. Today, in the latest installment of the We Were Warned series, I have the approved visions and warnings of French monks and priests who had visions of the coming great chastisement, as well as the restoration that will follow. This video is made possible by the supporters of this channel, so a heartfelt thank you goes to those who support this work via Patreon, Subscribestar, or directly. You are appreciated. Now, the coming chastisement. Father Jean-Baptiste Vauquelin was a French priest who survived the French Revolution and served in the First Restoration Period. His approved visions cover numerous topics. Today, I will focus on his vision of the chastisement and rise of the Holy King or Emperor of the Great Restoration of France and Western Civilization. Following that will be the visions of other French priests, including Father Souffrant and Father Joachim Merlin, on the rise of the Holy Monarch and of the Angelic Pope. Now the prophecy of Father Vauclin. First, he speaks of things that have already come to pass, including wars in Europe and the like. But here, Father Vauclin speaks of times more pertinent to us. The Vision of Father Vauclin Later, a more terrible cataclysm will be unleashed. People will talk a lot about money. There will be abominable writings against religion. Fierce arguments will take place between academic writers. Streams of blood will flow in various parts of France. The sign will flow red waves to the sea. Paris will be full of murders. The North will be severely tested, but Amiens will suffer little, being specially protected by the Blessed Virgin. During this dreadful crisis, the churches will be closed by order or by prudence. These misfortunes will last three months. There will be a moment so dismal that everything will seem lost, but a miracle that no one can doubt will happen. The enemies of God will be crushed, and many will convert. A king according to the heart of God will ascend the throne. His reign will be long. France will be prosperous, and religion will hold a place of honor. After perhaps a century of happiness, men will still pervert themselves. It will be the end of time. Prophecies of this monarch are always tied to the rise of an angelic pope, a restorer of order in the world and in the church. God does not abandon his children, and in this it seems the mystics are united, 
and foreseeing the coming of the holiest pope, perhaps since St. Peter. For this, we turn to the visions of Father Joachim Merlin. He was a 16th century monk who died during the Protestant Revolt. I don't have a picture of him. His visions of what is coming are astonishing. In the words of Father Merlin, After many prolonged sufferings endured by Christians, and after a too great effusion of innocent blood, the Lord shall give peace and happiness to the desolated nations. A remarkable pope will be seated on the pontifical throne, under the special protection of the angels. Holy and full of gentleness, he shall undo all wrong. He shall recover the states of the church, and reunite the exiled temporal powers. He shall be revered by all people, and shall recover the kingdom of Jerusalem. As the only pastor, he shall reunite the eastern to the western church, and thus only one faith will be in vigor. The sanctity of this beneficent pontiff will be so great that the highest potentiates shall bow before his presence. This holy man shall crush the arrogance of religious schism and heresy. All men will return to the primitive church, and there shall be only one pastor, one law, one master, humble, modest, and fearing God. The true God of the Jews, our Lord Jesus Christ, will make everything prosper beyond all human hope because God alone can and will pour down on the wounds of humanity the oily balm of sweetness. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the faithful are in joy and happiness, because the Lord has vouchsafed to be merciful to them. He shall invite his elect to the banquet of the Lamb, where melodious canticles and harmonious concerts will be heard. The power of this pontiff's holiness will be so great as to be able to check the fury and impetuosity of threatening waves. Mountains shall be lowered before him, and the sea shall be dried up. The dead shall be raised, the churches shall be reopened, and altars re re erected. It should be known there will be two heads, one in the east, the other in the west. This pope shall break the weapons and scatter the fighting hordes. He will be the joy of God's elect. This angelic pope will preach the gospel in every country. Through his zeal and solicitude, the Greek church shall be forever reunited to the Catholic Church. Before, however, being firmly and solidly established in the Holy See, there will be innumerable wars and violent conflicts during which the sacred throne shall be shaken. But through the favor of divine clemency, moved by the prayers of the faithful, everything will succeed so well that they shall be able to sing hymns of thanksgiving to the glory of the Lord. This holy pope shall be both pastor and reformer, through him the east and west shall be an everlasting concord. The city of Babylon shall then be the head and guide of the world. Rome, weakened in temporal power, shall forever preserve her spiritual dominion and shall enjoy great peace. During these happy days the angelic pope shall be able to address to heaven prayers full of sweetness. The dispersed nations shall also enjoy tranquility. Six and a half years after this time the pope will render his soul to God. The end of his days shall arrive in an arid province, situated between a river and a lake near the mountains. At the beginning, in order these happy results having need of a powerful temporal assistance, this holy pontiff will ask the cooperation of the generous monarch of France. At that time, a handsome monarch, a scion of King Pepin, will come as a pilgrim to witness the splendor of this glorious monarch, whose name shall begin with R, a temporal throne being vacant. This pope shall place on it this king, whose assistance he shall ask. 
When a monster shall appear in the sky, thou shalt find a ready escape towards the east, and after nine years thou shalt render thy soul to God. A man of remarkable sanctity will be his successor in the pontifical chair. Through him God will work so many prodigies that all men shall revere him, and no person will dare to oppose his holy precepts. He shall not allow the clergy to have many benefices. He will induce them to live by tithes and offerings of the faithful. He shall interdict pomp and dress and all immorality and dance and song. He will preach the gospel in person and exhort all honest ladies to appear in public without any ornament of gold or precious stones. After having occupied the Holy See for a long time, he shall happily return to the Lord. His three immediate successors shall be men of exemplary holiness. One after the other will be models of virtue, and shall work miracles, confirming the teaching of their predecessors. Under their government the church shall spread, and these popes shall be called the angelic pastors. Finally, Father Souffron was a humble and zealous priest born in 1755. Once ordained, he began his priesthood in 1780 as vicar of Malmaison in Brittany. He braved the turmoil of the French Revolution, during which time the legitimate bishop, not the government lackey, but the legitimate bishop, had also made him a vicar general. He then ran many danger into many dangers, and later, under the imperial regime and that of the Restoration, he suffered several persecutions, many of his own making when he vocally defended the surviving members of the royal family of France against the revolutionaries. Miraculously, he survived these terrors and died after the revol revolution in 1828. Now the warnings of Father Souffron. Before the Grand Monarch, terrible misfortunes are to arrive. But the blood will color so much to the north and to the south that I see it flow like rain in a day of great storm, and I see the horses in blood up to their bridles. Paris will be destroyed, so much destroyed that the plow will pass it by. The Grand Monarch will do things so astonishing and so marvelous that the most unbelieving will be forced to recognize the finger of God. In his reign, all justice will be rendered. God will use the Grand Monarch to order, to ex in order to exterminate all the heretic sects, all the superstitions, and to spread, in concert with this holy pontiff, the Catholic religion in all the universe, except in Palestine, land of malediction. After the crisis, he will have a general council, despite the oppositions made by the clergy itself. Afterwards, there will be but one flock and one pastor, because all the infidels and the heretics will enter into the Latin church, whose triumph will continue up to the destruction and persecution of the Antichrist. Toward the end of the usurper's reign, the pope will die, and he will have for successor a young pope, and it will be under him that the restoration will take place. Some time before this restoration, it will be necessary to sustain an alien war, for there will be a great levy of men. All the ones of 18 to 30 years will be gone. All the forces of government are gripped by this alien power. The interior of France will revolt. The civil crisis will be directed against all against religion. The shock will be terrible. They will battle from the south to the north during several weeks, in the last 15 days, day and night. However, this crisis will not be long, but in it will perish more men than in the few times in 93. It will make a smell over all the great cities. The powers seeing this disorder in France will arm not in favor of the legitimate, but in the purpose of sharing France, for the English will betray them. 
The Emperor of Russia will come as far as the Rhine, but an invisible hand will stop him. He will recognize the hand of God, and so he will be made Catholic. At the moment, one will believe all is lost. All will be one, for one will turn around by the way of God. Heaven will declare it in favor of France. She will return the victory, but this will be attributed to the Lord and not to men. The, the thing will be so surprising that the most vulgar will call it a miracle, and the restoration will take place. The great ruler will perform such great and noble deeds that the infidels will be forced to admit the workings of God's providence. Under his reign, the greatest abundance will be practiced, and the earth will bear an overabundance. Between the cries, everything is lost and everything is saved, there will be scarcely any interval. Yes, between the cries, everything is lost and everything is saved, there will scarcely be any interval. Will this be the triumph of the Immaculate Heart? Maybe we'll find out for ourselves. Thank you for listening and again for your support. I'm Anthony Stein. Keep praying for the Church. Ave Maria.